Hello, welcome back to the A to the K Wrestling Show for this week in wrestling. And as you know, it's customary on this show to kick things off by throwing it over to our pal Road Dog for A to the K's little known fact of the week. Take it away, Road Dog. Oh, you didn't know? Oh, we didn't know. But what we did know is that CM Punk returned to the ring at All Out, wearing some new ring attire this week, Anthony. He switched it up, Indeed, going from yeah. trunks to tights. A little bit different, a little bit different. But did yeah, you know... Older, you see. Don't want to show his legs off anymore. <laughs> well, yeah, there is that. But did you know, historically, in WWE, you seemingly had to switch to trunks in order to be a major star. So, mm. The Miz, for example, obviously he used to have this little short and little hat gimmick and his little gloves... And then after a yeah. one-night experiment where he switched over to Trunks uh, while he, I think he was playing some kind of the, the Calgary kid or something, whatever he was doing. Um, oh, yeah, I remember that. Vince one. absolutely loved it. He was like, you've got manly legs. <laughs> and the next thing we knew, he was a champ. So that seemed to work for him. Another one, JBL, as we know, wrestled most of his time as Bradshaw, part of the Acolytes, the APA, um, wearing long tights. But as soon as he changed to Trunks as part of his JBL gimmick, he almost immediately won a WWE Championship. Triple H, the game, as we know, spent his early career as the Blue Blood, uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Um, he did go to DX, still wore some tights, but as he became the game, he started to don the trunks, and there you go, whack, uh, you know, racked up more than a dozen, I think. Uh, how many times has he even been champ? 14 times, 12 times, something like that? Maybe, um, I don't know. 14 seems maybe a bit high. Yeah. I want to go with 12. Okay, we'll go with that. Um, Let us know in the yeah. comments if we're right. <laughs> Either way, he's been a world champion shitload of times. And even Jinder Mahal, as we know, his time in 3MB, wearing his little crazy rock outfits and all that good stuff. As soon as he put his trunks on, Vince seemed to love him and he became WWE champion. So, yeah, CM Punk so has switched. So essentially, what you're saying is Vince is backstage with just like a like a box full of these these trunks, these little tight <laughs> shorts. Like, well, you want to be it's a star, actually, don't you? It's actually a trunk of trunks. A trunk um, of trunks. Yeah, I mean, th- I mean, Triple H is probably going to put that as his new gimmick. Any king of kings, trunk of trunks. Let's go with it. Um, but there are ways you can have a title shot. <laughs> yes, there is. Yeah, <laughs> that's the stuff. Um, so yeah, so interesting. CM Punk has switched it up and gone the opposite direction. He's moved from his trunks to the uh, longer tights. Um, so yeah, there you yeah. have it. The power of trunks and that Anthony the power was, <laughs> of trunks. Um and that was eight of the case that no fact of the week, and we'll pass it back over to Road Dog to sing us out. Oh you didn't know Beautiful, beautiful. Indeed. So this week in wrestling, Anthony, let's, let's get let's straight into it. Um and let's 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 face let's it, it, not a lot to talk about. I mean, yeah, it was quite a quiet That's week in wrestling, wasn't it? Uh, quite a quiet week. Not a lot of things happened. Hmm. Hmm. Um, well, not for this weekend. Like, we've got a, the thing. The main thing that happened has got its own fucking segment. Let's be honest. Well, I mean, yeah. Obviously, uh, if you are going to join us for segment three this week, we'll be talking through all out and the results and our reactions to the show. Um, but let's kick it off with this week in wrestling, and let's kick it off with Monday Night Raw. Um, so. Yeah, highlight for me this week was the triple threat match. Uh, we had Damian Priest taking on Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. Uh, big old men slapping big old meat. You know, that's something I'm a fan of. Um, 
And uh, do you know what? It was really, really good. It was probably one of the better matches I've seen in WWE in quite a long time. Um, and surprisingly, a clean win for Damian Priest over Drew McIntyre, which, mm. I mean, I you know... Like I've, uh, I feel like I've been here before, maybe a few weeks back, but I don't think I've made the point massively because I, I, I was not a fan of him in NXT. So I'll make it clear again, just in case I haven't. Damian Priest on the main roster is one of the rare times that they don't seem to have fucked it up. Because I mean, I'm, I'm proper enjoying him. They've done better, I think. You know, oh, yeah. his time in NXT, he was like, oh, I just won a title, I'm going to sit in a jacuzzi for no reason. And it was like, right, okay. Um, but yeah, like he actually feels like, I mean, you know, he came across and he was like paired up with Bad Bunny. It was like, yeah, Puerto Rico, woo. And it was like, okay. Um, but since that, obviously he disappeared for a little bit and he's come back and, you know, they are, they're, you know, trying the best with him. They're, they're trying to get him over. And, in all fairness, yeah. You know, like, Drew McIntyre. Uh, when you consider the inconsistent booking before that, for like everyone else, you look at Keith Lee. All right, situations happen there, but look at the likes of Keith Lee. You look at what to do with McCarty and Cross, and that it's rare that they bring someone up from NXT and don't fuck it up in some way. But I honestly don't. I think they've done a, a cracking job of Priest. Yeah, definitely. You know, zombies aside, um, he's he's definitely looking like someone they're trying to make into a main star. And you know, fair play to Drew. Obviously, he isn't in the title picture anymore because of you know, stuff that happened with Bobby Lashley and, you know, stipulations and whatnot. And it's kind of like, it's a weird one because he carried the, you know, everyone knows my feelings about Drew. I fucking love the guy. And I think he carried the company in the, you know, the pandemic era and he's come back to live crowds and people are kind of going that route of like, oh, we're sick of him and he's too too much of a goody-goody and typical things you see with, with the good guys. So, Hopefully, this is going to be a good thing for him to just be away from that title picture for a bit and try and re-establish himself. Not a big fan of the whole yeah. sword thing that he's doing at the minute. I won't lie. Um, but I think um, when you're less a character or more a prop, I don't think it works long term. But no. Um, but I'm confident he'll bounce back eventually, and he will. You know, whether that means him turning heel or whether it means the do something else. That you know, you know it's, it's dangerous to try and bounce with a sword. So he's going to have to that lose the true. sword before he bounces back. There you go. See, this is fun and educational, guys. You get some life lessons on this show. Don't bounce with swords. <laughs> yeah, it's up there with don't run with scissors. <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to have to jump straight over to SmackDown, to be honest, Carl, for the next highlights, um, because that that's what this week's been like. Um, and obviously, and I think we can all agree, that the um, Roman Balor interaction and the subsequent tease of the demon on SmackDown was... Uh, a very welcome thing. Uh, I'm not overly happy with Balor sort of being the filler for until like for Brock coming back, basically. Mm. Uh, but that being said, if we're going to possibly get the demon coming back instead of Mister Pointy Pointy, I'm totally fine with that. <laughs> uh, can we like you know merch ideas? We need we need that <laughs> Mister Pointy Pointy. Um, I mean, if you're like me, I completely miss the whole little um, heartbeat music thing, and I was just like, oh, the lights have gone red. It's Brock. And then it was only after, like, everyone was going, oh, I was like, wait, what? I watched it back again. I was like, oh, yeah, that just means the demon's going back. Like, obviously, you know, we've, like, we've spoken actually, about it. It actually did cause me to speculate. I've seen people going, oh, is this the swerve and actually the fiend's coming back? And it's like, there's a load of people, like, speculating. But, like, let's face it, the one they've made obvious is the demon. Yeah. It just makes sense. So. No, it does. Um, I think we've spoken quite heavily on the show that we're not a fan of Mr. Pointy Pointy. Um, and obviously... <laughs> we enjoy that too much. <laughs> so, so good. It's so true. Um, but, yeah, so, I, you know, I don't get what his gimmick is other than pointing the things and being like, you know, Balor Club and putting X's in front of letters. Like, can you just not spell? I don't know. Um, but, 
yeah, I think obviously the demon was his biggest, um, you know, and most over thing, at least to me. You know, I was a big fan of Balor when he was the demon. So if this I think does that's mean that, quietly, what what like pissed me? It's not even so much that Balor was having a run as something else. It was the fact that he was quite vocal. Like, I'm done with the demon. It's like you're done with the thing that made you. That's like the Undertaker being like, I'm done with the dead man. Like, yeah, I'm going to be an American badass now. Yeah, it didn't work for him. No, I know he did. I kid, I kid, I kid. He didn't do it protestantly. Like, no, that's over. Get over it. It yeah, was exactly. like just a chick, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, the way he was making those comments about the demon being done, that just quietly, I was like, ah, oh, I fucking hope not. And then I started not liking the guy. Because, yeah, you know, I'm that. a wrestling fan, so I'm petty as fuck. <laughs> Standard, you fit right in. Um, but yeah, so, I, you know, I don't get what Prince Balor is. I don't get what the little crosses are or Mr. Pointy Pointy. Love it. Fucking love it. Um, so, yeah, not a fan of that. But if the demon comes back, I am down for it. Um, if it's not a demon tease and it's Brock or it's, you know, the Fiend or something, then, yeah, I'm sure that'll still be entertaining as well. So something subtle, but, you know, got people yeah. talking, which, you know, fair play. And I'm assuming you've put a really good image up of the demon Finn Balor. So this, this is what we want right here. Hopefully oh, no. Way. Yeah. You don't want to put your finger there. Um, <laughs> a kid, a kid. Uh, no, unfortunately, it's not a picture of, uh, of Finn. It is a picture of Roman with Paul Heyman stood behind him holding the title while Balor is, you know, doing his arms by his side thing, just lying down in the ring. Um, you've, you've let me down. Yeah, sorry about that. I um, point at this. Well, that's it. You, you, like, just point to things randomly throughout the show and just okay. see how you get on. You know what I mean? Um, so, unfortunately, that was all the highlights we had this week for the week. Uh, so, <laughs> to your point, uh, yeah. 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 Um, but let's move swiftly on to the O'Shite. We, may, I'd we love... may end up including NXT at some point, but right now, I think, given the... the the shake-up of NXT, I think we're both a little bit down. I am so. sure we will start including it more often when it becomes, you know, Nickelodeon. I'm sure it'll be heavily featured. bright and colourful because heavily, that's what people want. Heavily feature, you know, predominantly on the O'Shites, of course. But you I'm know sure what? It'll feature. Mainly because I, I respect her, right? Beth Phoenix is said to have a bit of faith. Okay. So I'm gonna have a little bit of faith. The the changes in NXT might be a good thing. She said she mentioned she put a tweet out recently about like it, it basically it's new opportunities and and you know let let's see what happens kind of thing. Uh, obviously she's heavily involved in NXT and uh, she's Edge's wife. So let's let's uh, let's let's give some trust to her. She knows the business. And you know it's funny it's funny that you say Beth Phoenix because I happen to have a picture up on the screen of Beth Phoenix now. You should point at that. That one there. Yeah, and then you should say I really like. Really like this person, <laughs> uh, which leads me on to my first Jay old shite of the week. I know uh, who's there now. <laughs> it's Goldberg. Goldberg, of course. Um, so yeah, I wasn't a fan of this at all this week. Um, obviously, off the back of the was it SummerSlam match? I can't even. I can't remember at this point. Um, but off the back of Lashley versus Goldberg, we know that um, you know Lashley got involved with Goldberg's. Uh, Son, beat him up and all that good stuff, as you do. Um, You know, young, underage kid, you beat the shit out of him. Because that's mm. cool. Um, And now Goldberg has cut a promo on Raw this week saying he's not coming after the title anymore. He's not after the gold. He's after Lashley's soul. And it's like... Yeah, he rolled his eyes back in his head. Yeah. Um, Raised his arms up in the air and the lights went out. I get it. <laughs> um, like, no, yeah. I, I, this slightly bugged me because it did feel like that Undertaker, like... Uh, what's Undertaker's old thing of like oh, taking souls and digging holes or some crap? Um, yeah, take, taking souls and screwing hoes. That's what it was. Um, oh no, was that the Godfather? Who knows? Um, 
But yeah, I don't know. It just it didn't land with me. Um, I, I didn't really get it. It felt almost like the whole point you came back wasn't for your son. It was to win the, win the title. So I was like, well, now that you know Lashley's hurt your kid, that's cool. But you don't have to go. Well, I don't care about your title anymore. Like, if anything, you should want even more to take the title away from him. Well, you see, as punishment, they fully flipped it. He come back for his son initially, then he come back for the title. Now Lashley's upset him, so now he's coming back for his son. Yeah, and it's, like, and it's funny that fucking mind up. What he's really, but you know, the under the undercurrent of the whole thing is he's coming back for the money because we know this match is going to happen in Saudi Arabia, um, and <laughs> you know that's why it's not for the title because Goldberg will win that one. You, you know, unpredictability. What a wonderful <laughs> thing. Um, so yeah, well, Goldberg. Agreed. So speaking of, um, actually, you know what? This this is no shape, but actually probably more interesting than that. So I'm not even going to be mean on it. What the hell happened with Nia Jax and uh, Charlotte? What was that? Like oh. a lot of people believe this was an anti. You know what? It, it certainly looks like there was some like there was some a bit of shoot work going on there. Like what happened? What what went on there, Carl? It, a lot of people speculate Nia in a typical Nia fashion clocked out when she shouldn't have, and uh, Charlotte took some some umbrage to it. Uh, but yeah, it was such a weird like if it was if it was a work, it was a very weird work. So I can only assume this was legit. Then pissed off with each other. I've never seen two people have such little chemistry together. They are fucking awful every time the pair of them get in the ring together. Um, I this, really need to stop that. this was a whole different fucking ball game on it. I don't know whether it was when Nia dropped her on her head or whether it was the... Because well, To be honest, I watched, I watched it... Back. Well, I was going to say, I watched it back and it could be that or it could be the fact that Charlotte slapped her and I don't know whether she got permission to do so. And as soon as that happened, Nia instantly... You could see like a red mist come over her face, and she was like, "You don't slap me." And then the next minute, that's when it kind of all like started, in my opinion. So there's many different yeah, well, theories. Be, people because a lot of people believe that she was like because it looked very close to dropping her head. But I've watched it back a few times now, and I don't know if she was like I, I feel like it caught mostly her shoulders as it's meant to. You know, I think yeah, it just I mean, looked like it was bad. You know what I mean? It was careless. It was unsafe. But mm. you know, she I don't didn't think land it on her head. Though. No, no. no. Um, and um, and that's I I would agree with you. I think it was the it was the slap that did it. Yeah, I mean I've seen other people, um, you know, comment on like oh she was trying to get revenge for what she did to Ray Ripley in like the segment before and stuff. And I think that's probably a little bit too convoluted. But I'm sorry, but when you said it was the slap that did it, I couldn't help but think back to that weird viral video of like how can you slap? Uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but <laughs> I have. Quality. I have. Um, but yeah, the, the famous double standards. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, so, for me, yeah, this this right here, Carl, this was just crazy. That what was, went on? That was crazy. It's a weird. It's a shame that I've already uh, flipped the image over there. Um, I haven't. I haven't really. I just like to to piss piss about with you. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. Um, it definitely seemed to be some you know borderline level of shoot happening in the ring. Um, and I think in typical WWE fashion, I'm sure they will play that up and you know make them have many more matches and make it seem gritty and uh, you know real. Raw, if you will. Um, no pun intended. Um, so, the next oh shite we've got for you this week. We are going to talk about the main event of Raw. <sighs> Another tag team main event. Um, I just don't get it. Like, that one. That one right there. Um, I just don't understand how, you know, a three-hour show, the amount of talent, you know, the roster they have... Um, you know, how we can be constantly just having, like, 
that you know tag teams and like weird matches is like the main event of Raw every week. It just yeah doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. So um, obviously the next O'Shea call, and again another one I'm sure you're uh, going to agree with, was the um, the whole Heyman slash Brock phone call thing. Like <sighs> I, I, I was a bit worried they were going to go down. Like I kind of want them to go down this line of like the conflict is Heyman, isn't it? You know what I mean? But I don't know. Uh, like I don't. So far between last week and this week, I don't think they're doing it very well. Like. Roman being an arse with Heyman, um, like he wasn't allowed in the locker room or whatever there last week, that seemed a bit sudden, you know what I mean? It's like, well, mm-hmm. can we not have some like reasoning why you believe that Heyman's behind this kind of thing? Um, I don't know. I, I feel like it probably could have been done better, so it's got to be an old show for me because I'm just not happy with it. I'm also not happy with the inclusion of Big E. Like, oh, just just sake. a mere fact that he's even involved. Like Nobody wants him in the main title scene at this point. I know he's money in the bank. I know, but nobody wants even this hint of suggestion that he's going to be involved in this shit. You don't want him in. He is awful. So I'm just going to put it out there. You know, he is fucking. You really don't like this guy. Horrendous. This, this like, guy. Is he on the screen? This guy. Oh, he's not. So you're putting no. a Kayla right. You're putting a Kayla right now. Um, so yeah, Kayla in a. Was it Kayla? She was interviewing Paul, wasn't she? Um, oh right, okay. So yeah, so it's it's that thing where you know the Brock Lesnar theme song because obviously uh you know is ringtone because that makes sense um because you know people still customize ringtones for people these days um but I yeah ringtone in like 10 years <laughs> my phone is permanently on silence so there you go. um but yeah i don't know for me the whole biggie thing was just the ice on the cake as you say it was it was awful like you know he's he's acting like you know what was he this week a janitor or something he comes up and he's just like laughing it's like what is that? He honestly thinks he's ready now for the main event scene. He's not even got a character. Again, I know. We, what is we've he done? I know we've said this before, but I'll say it again. Like nothing that he did in the IC title scene led me to believe that he was ready for the main title at all. Anyway, no, he needed not. more time in the mid card in the IC title picture because that was a that was a really damn squib of a run. That really, he needs to understand who Biggie is outside of the new day, and he needs <laughs> who to. Who is Biggie? <laughs> Needs to go on like a, a retreat to find himself. That's it. He does, you know, uh, and I'm sure they'll they'll do that in a series of vignettes, and we get to just you know, hate and it's just walking through the woods doing his laugh, just laughing. Yeah, um, yeah, like he's he's awful. So you know, come at me, it's whatever. Weird, I don't care. He he's actually awful. more. I think he was more of a character, like individually as Biggie Langston, than he is now. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, weird. Uh, I don't know. There's just there's like something just isn't clicking. Like he's not part of the New Day so he shouldn't be doing that weird comedy character if he is going to do a comedy character what he's doing right now isn't comedy it's it's nothing no. he's walking it's, around laughing it's Big E without the other two so like he's no one to bounce off yeah so then it just becomes strange behaviour like you say yeah awful not a fan Um. so yeah that was WWE this week uh, for me Anthony I'm going to give it a one and a half out of five I think um, yeah. even that's probably a little bit too generous, but I don't know. There was some, I think on, on the whole, it was just very mediocre, but there was a couple of bright spots in there as well. Um, so for me, that's what gave it the extra half point. So I'm going to give it one and a half. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to agree with you. Okay. I'll take yeah. that. 
feels weird when we don't argue, but I'll take that. I'll take that. Um, so moving swiftly over to AEW. So the first highlight we want to talk about, Santana and Ortiz taking on FTR. This is the match we should have got the first time. Um, great, great tag team wrestling. Um, really, really good stuff. This, you know... It was, you know, it was so unfortunate with Cash. Obviously, um, like for anyone who doesn't know who hasn't followed, like obviously he got injured in that first match, but it was like the mm. the fucking the hook thing from like the the turnbuckle, basically. It's like a really whole... freak accident, isn't it? Like yeah, like to the, the point where you know he's been worrying that he might not be able to wrestle again. Like he hasn't got full feeling, full like you know um, movability you in know, his arm and stuff. So I hate to say it like this because obviously it was legit, but like it added something to that match because like. I'm almost like so relieved that it was such a good match because I'm like, okay, we're good. We're not to worry about. Like, yeah. That might, I don't know. That remains to be seen, I suppose. But like, I don't know. It gave me a lot of faith. And um, I went into it a little bit nervous after learning everything that you told me last week. Yeah. No, <laughs> I mean, like, this is the match we should have got. Um, obviously, the result was different to the first one. Now, you know, even to up makes it 1 1. So, you know, I think we're going to get a rubber match between the two of them. And, you know, honestly, as good as this one was, I think they can go, you know, one better again. So I'm excited for the final match and I hope that Cash Wheeler is still able to go and, you know, this isn't going to like spell the end for him or anything like that because that would be such a shame. But yeah, great tag team wrestling, something which we haven't seen, um, especially in the likes of WWE for a while. So yeah, awesome oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah. Now, tag teams are killing it on uh, AEW. We'll talk about that tomorrow in a bit as well. But, like, yes, we fucking will. are killing it on AEW. Yep. Um, so, here's one for you, Carl. I'm going to call it a highlight. And uh, it seems a lot of people don't agree with this, right? And a lot of people, I think, are just like, they like to moan about shit. But we saw Taylor Conti going up against Penelope Ford, mm-hmm. which was a really good match. And we I also did. saw the return of Anna Jay, which yes, we did. is always a win. Right, it is. But a lot of people like basically like, oh, we've got talent like uh, Thunder Rosa and so on, like, and then we have to have these two every week. And it's like, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let, let's double back here, right? These are both really good performers, and we're trying to push the women's division. You can't push the women's division with only a handful of people. So we need like we need more matches with Penelope Ford. That that Conti's had a bit of a like a bit of time in the ring, but we need more matches with Penelope Ford. She hasn't really. Had a lot of in-ring time for some reason. That viewpoint makes me think that people don't actually watch these matches. They just fast-forward them and they complain about them. Like Penelope Ford, as a performer... Those opinions come from just looking at the card. I really do. Yeah, I mean... Like, you know, we'll come on to this when we talk about All Out, but I think the AW Women's Division is fucking gone from strength to strength. They've got such a varied, you know... Um, like, collection of talent now that it's it's amazing. But you've got, obviously... even better as well. Well, it certainly did. Um, mm. But, you know, yeah, you've got your Thunder Roses, yeah, you got your Britt Bakers and stuff like that. But Penelope Ford is someone who I've, you know, I've, I saw a spark in here the first time I saw her in the ring. And I think we spoke super early on. And I, I, I said, she's got something. I said, whether did, whether, whether this will be like think, the... Um, sorry, come on. I was going to say, well, whether, whether this is like the Trish Stratus effect where, you know, she comes in and straight away, you know, people will look at her and go, oh, she's just like some kind of model who has taken her hand to the ring, whatever. That's not the case. But, you know, she's into wrestling. She's been doing wrestling for a while. But she's only getting better and better. She's got the look. She's got the gimmick. Fucking awesome entrance music. She's 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 a character. She is a complete character. Um, and it's somewhat, you know, people like that within the women's division 
is that's what matters is you've got this eclectic mix of of talent you've got all these different um characters and these different like heels and faces and stuff like that so i i genuinely thought the match that penelope and tay put on was was awesome and then to see you know it felt a bit you know uh at the end where it was a bit like okay what's gonna happen but then anna jay comes out and it's like you know it all makes sense. It's long-term storytelling. You know the partnership that Anna Jane Ty- and Ty Conti have got. So, you know, for me, I, this was a massive win. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the whole segment, the match and, and oh, yeah. the aftermath. No, I totally agree. And I think, um, as you say, AEW is probably going to be plagued with that reputation for a bad women's division for a while because they need to prove themselves. But when you like literally just look at it and you could start rattling off names in your head, it is getting better and better. And this, this match just showed... There's talent beyond Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa, and I should, I, I, as you know, I'm a massive fan of Thunder Rosa. I've been like singing her praises since before she, uh, like, since, well, since she first rocked up on AEW, um, and like I'm always happy to see her in the picture. But at the same time, yeah, let let's see more variety. Let's, let's showcase some of the other talent we've got. Totally on board for that. Yeah, and it is like it is genuine talent as well. So I think sometimes people just give it a hard rap because they're like, you know. Oh, it's women's wrestling. And it's like, well, just watch it and you'll see it. It's good. It's good shit. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. Highlight, definitely. Um, the next one. Um, now, interesting to get your thoughts on this, to be honest, Anthony. I'm so, surprised because I can see the notes, guys. I'm surprised <laughs> you called this a highlight because you were talking shit last week. I was talking some shit, basically. About this right here. We have seen about that right there, JR. Um, now, <laughs> <laughs> um, we... We have seen this match too many times, right? Um, there's been all stipulations, all gimmicks, like everything. And last week, I was very critical, and I was like, I just don't want to see this again. It's be, it's it's been too much. Obviously, they added the extra stipulation of if Jericho loses, he is gonna, you know, give up his in-ring career. Now, again, similarly, you know, and I, I'll call bullshit when I call bullshit. It's the same thing that happened to WWE is when. Um, you know, Cena and, and Reigns had that stipulation. Straight away, I knew that Jericho was winning the match, so that took some of it out of it. Um, well, you know what? I um, I'm thinking the opposite. Like, I, we might as well do slight spoilers when I say this. Right? I, I was wrong, but I was thinking this might be the mechanism because we know he's going on tour with Ozzy. We we happen to know that, don't we, Carl? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, what's well, the mechanism to. to get him off TV for a while, and then they'll they'll write some sort of mechanism to get him back in the mix as well. Mm-hmm. But um. Obviously, I was wrong on that. So, like you say, it clearly was signposted. I held a bit of faith that maybe... Well, not faith, because I didn't really want him to, to not be uh, able to compete in ring. But, yeah, I don't know. I was expecting it to go the other way. Yeah, I think... Um, I think, for me, I knew that it was going to be a Jericho win because I knew that, you know, he said in the past, we won't know when his retirement's going to be. Um, now, he could have been doing a double bluff and all that, you know, all that good stuff, but he always has a little break and goes on tour with Fozzie. I think... You know, there was a lot of people alluding to his um, Five Labors of Jericho as like almost a, re- a little retirement tour. Um, I think we'd spoke about it on the show as well as like, you know, Hooven 2 coming back and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so straight away. Triple bluff and he wins the match <laughs> and then retires on his own. And still terms. retires? Well, there you go. There you go. Then technically you can still say you're right. But until then, you're wrong, damn it. Um, but no, so you're right. I was hypercritical of this ahead of, uh, you know, this week. And I think the promos from the pair of them, we'd know. MJF can do a fucking solid promo. He's he's a really good talker, and we know Jericho in front of a live crowd with a microphone can be fantastic. And I think the pair of them got me interested again. So 
that is the highest compliment I can give them because I was so just not yeah. feeling this. And then the pair of them got on the mic and then the rest was history. I thought, okay, I want to see the match now. So highest compliment. Gotta give credit for as well because like I sat musing on this the other day. It's like this guy started as, as road roadies. That's not his name. <laughs> Cody's mate. And it's like you don't even think about the pair of them anymore. Do you know what I mean? I, no. I haven't associated him with Cody in so long, and it's like he excelled so far away from that so quick. And like you say, it's it, largely down to Mike's skills. I know he can he can go in the ring. You don't like remember him for being the most technical. Um, it's it's down to his promo work, and like he's he's been such a fantastic heel for like like what two years now. Yeah, I mean, absolutely killing it. You know, I'm going to sound like a proper AW Mark, but you you know this yeah, is Mark. the this is the benefit of having a story arc, having, you know, someone come in and, you know, you're feeling one way about them or whatever. And then the next minute, you know, a storyline happens and, you know, it changes your perception and you start to elevate this star. And that's exactly what happened. You know, he came in, he was just like, who's this dick with the fucking, you know, Burberry scarf on? It was like Cody's friend or, you know, and you didn't like him then, but then when he did what he did to Cody and, you know, straight away, he was like instant heel heat and he's only just, carried yeah. that on ever since so and you know what here's proof that it's it's him with the talent and not just the story because they tried to recreate that same magic with qt and as it worked as it fuck <laughs> as it fuck no <laughs> not Sorry, at all QT. um actually i'm not fuck you yeah fuck you qt no we could we could um <laughs> so yeah uh, yeah no totally agree um, so, Carl, in, in the world of surprises, my next highlight is going to go to Darby Allen and Danny Garcia. And, match. and generally the way that they're handling the whole Punk Darby thing. Um, what? I think it's, I, I had concerns. Not majorly. It's great to see Punk back. But you know as well as I do that I was like, oh, like they, hopefully there's not too much time between. Because Punk's first match was clearly going to be all out. And I was worried about the amount of time he had to fill and how sort of talky that would get. But I actually, I really think, especially this is the obviously the, the final week before the pay-per-view, uh, I think it was handled really well. Um, and exactly what I would expect. And I think I even called it last week, possibly, Carl, that there's going to be a little bit of a kerfuffle. And then uh, it sets us up nicely. It's not just going to be all talk. But... Um, yeah, I think handled really well, and it was actually a really good match. And I've got to give Derby credit as much as I spent so long not, I don't get it, you know, and I still kind of don't get it. He is a talented guy. Do you know what I like? Genuinely, Derby has swiftly become one of my favourites. Um, the guy is, is phenomenal. He can go in there and put on an absolute clinic with anybody, and you know, this isn't a slight on Danny Garcia because Danny Car, you know, Danny Gar- Garcia has come in. And he's been in, you know, two or three matches and he is shown up every single time. And this guy is someone I didn't know anything about. And clearly he can go. Um, so This guy here? Yeah, Derby. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have to share these images with you before we go on the show, just so you know. No, um, I, like, I like the guesswork. Okay, I like it. I like it. Um, so obviously, as you can see in that image, Anthony, which you were pointing to then, um, it cul- culminate that one right there. It culminated in... Um, you know, a series of like stare downs between CM Punk the and Darby. The question I've so. got though is, what is going on with his face here? Like, it's weird that. Yeah, it's... that's face paint. That, I think. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was like, um, I know they're known for being injury prone, but I was like, geez. 
that's a big bruise, almost like a Malachi Black kind of bruise going on. Um, <laughs> but no, so I think uh, they handled it really well because how do you get from CM Punk coming back to getting a, a match with Derby to a couple of weeks later being an all-out without them having any kind of physical altercation? Um, mm. And this was the way you, you do it. It was, exactly, you know, totally you know, it didn't need to be like a big brawl every week or like, you know, loads of people involved. It was just them, you know, still adversaries to a degree, but also knowing that they were going to face each other and still having that kind of animosity, but respect there. So, you know, I can't yeah. commend them high enough for what they did um, in terms of handling that all the way up to keeping Punk kind of away from aggravation almost up until the, you know, the point we wanted to see it. Like obviously he hit one GTS um, which I think was on Rampage, so, um, yeah. you know... The, the yeah, literally... well, he had to hit a GTS at some point so that people can be like, oh, my God, he did it! He did the yeah. thing! <laughs> he can still do things! I'm definitely buying the pay-per-view now. Um, so, yeah. Where's my ice cream bar? <laughs> Have you seen how much they're charging for them ice cream bars? Uh, Holy shit. Ridiculous, Jesus. A million dollar man's going to be in on this. Um, so, yeah, so they were the highlights for AW. They were a couple of both shites this week. The first one to talk about is Paul White, um, the Nightmare Family. No, what are they called? Nightmare Factory? I don't even know. Factory. They're a factory. Just we the have factory. the family. The I don't even, that's how factory. little. That's how little of a fuck I give. So yeah, basically, you had Paul White, QT Marshall, his cronies, and then all of a sudden the Gun Club uh, come down at a point they didn't need to come sure. down because there was no need to you know help him or save him. And then the next minute they turn on him, and it's like, well, they're not called the Gun Show. Just makes more sense. Yeah, it does make. Yeah, it does. Especially um, if they're on on side with Big Show as well. It's even funnier. Well, yeah. Um, so yeah, so this just uh, I don't know. Like, what did this achieve? Like, they didn't have any part to play in um, All Out. So why I'll, do it? Uh, why why turn the whole Gun Club faction um, for like a like a five minute thing? It was just yeah, pointless. I think the the main problem all around here is the fact that the that QT and his faction just isn't working. Uh, certainly not for me anyway. So no. it's sort of they may be potentially pushing towards something in the future with the gun club, but like I'm not a fan. So like straight away I'm just like eh, you know. Uh, what remains to be seen because as you say they weren't involved in all outs, so don't know. There might be something. There might be something to build into there. But do we really care? No, no, we don't. No. No, no, we don't. So, Carl, uh, next O'Shea for me, um, and probably not really a proper O'Shea. It was it was a serviceable match, but a bit of an underwhelming um, cage versus powerhouse Hobbs. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know what way, how you feel about this. You you like a good mirror match, and you like watching uh, big meaty men fight each other. I love and, big uh, men slapping meat. You can get that on a t-shirt. And, <laughs> um. <laughs> and um, I think. Due to that, I think there's an expectation that this was going to be a, a, a like a an aggressive something to see kind of match. And whilst it, it I'm not going to say it didn't deliver. It just probably didn't live up to maybe what I. I this is it, it, I'm trying to be careful about it being an old shape because this basically <laughs> didn't live up to what I thought it was going to be. It's yeah. not really an old shape, but you know what I mean. It was it was borderline, wasn't it? Like you know, mm. you can be underwhelmed, you can be overwhelmed, but can you ever just be whelmed? That's like the the perfect example for this match. I was just whelmed. <laughs> like you can in France. <laughs> Ten things right, I hate about you. That That's it. We've seen it. Um, but yeah, it's like. I don't know. I, did I expect more? Yes. Was it bad? No. 
Um, so maybe I just built, I don't know, I built it up too much possibly, but it felt like this, this has been going on for so long and there wasn't a whole lot of build up to it happening. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, this is going to be quite good. And then it just happened and it was like, well, eh, well that's not that then. Yeah. It's so. honestly right. And it's not, uh, this isn't me like fully slating AEW, but I feel like that kind of is how the storytelling is. It's either like really well thought out and really well paid off or not. And yeah. there's no in between. Yeah, it works, but it really fucking doesn't. And yeah. this is one case where I don't think it, I don't think it really had the right uh, climax. No, you know I love big men slapping meat and climaxing. Um, <laughs> so these guys right here. <laughs> yeah, that's the Rosa. Um, so the next, the next uh, oh shit, I want to talk about. Um, so yeah, I don't know how you feel about this one, Anthony. I know you are a devout Thunder Rosa fan, as am I. Um, I have I thought, not bad to say about it, so whatever. I thought this segment was hokey as fuck. So, Thunder Rosa was Everything backstage. Everything except for the Thunder Rosa parts. <laughs> she was about to be interviewed, um, and she was very much just like, you know, more peppy than she usually is, so straight away I knew something was off. And then it was just like, oh, next minute, Nyla comes out, Jay Cargill come out, and they just beat her up. And it was just, it just felt really hokey. And, it just, you know, it's a really small minor thing but it was just really poorly done and poorly executed and get what they were trying to go for they're trying to build Nyla and Jay Cargill is having this big alliance for the Battle Royal but it I just didn't work for me it's, this is one of them things where they, they've just kind of rushed it they've gone we need this built up so that like because let's face it and again we'll talk about it more when we get to All Out but Thunder she the, the way it worked in the Battle Royal is that that feud was there so she went for Nyla and Jade and then when certain people showed up, they worked together. And it was all for the aim of that, but they just kind of jumped into it a bit too quick with this. They were like, Let, let's get this established so that when it does it, so it makes more sense at the Battle Royal. And I think, I don't know, they either they give it more time or don't do it and, and we can still get on board that she'd have gone, like everyone's against everyone in the Battle Royal, it wouldn't have been out of place. You know what I mean? But whatever. Yeah. It is what it is. And she's awesome. So get it. Just <laughs> leave it alone, pal. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> I will shut up. So, um, I think we're probably both going to agree on this. The last one, Carl, and again, I'm not going to call it a major, major shite because, you know, everything's leading somewhere good. But uh, the main events and ensuing shenanigans, um, you know, the elite beating that, beating everyone down. Um, and then, obviously, they put the cage down and then beat everyone up some more. It's It's sort of like... You know, we've kind of seen that, like the the elite can get a little bit repetitive at times, mm-hmm. especially when we're building towards a pay per view. And I get it, like there's only so many things you can do with them. But this is something I would criticise WWE for massively for the repetitiveness. So uh, it's only fair to include it now in that when you have too much time building up to your sort of climax of a pay per view, this is what happens. You end up with a, it feels repetitive and a bit overdone. And this is probably the old shit I'm going to give it is that it's like. It's nothing we haven't seen before. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, it's not even that we haven't seen it before, it's that we see it every week. It's like we get it, you know, the elite are a faction, they're heels, and so they should always beat people up and be, you know, a big unit. We get that. But I don't know, this felt like the wrong message to kind of send us home with um, for the show. It was just kind of like um, it shat on all the major feuds that were going to happen, really. Um, Kenny and Christian, the Lucha Brothers and, and the Young Bucks and, and, and the like. So, With with the benefit of already seeing the pay-per-view, which we will talk about, it, it kind of makes sense. But at the same time, it's like it, it 
they didn't really have to, like you say, do this again this week. It, you would yeah. still got the same sort of payoff at the pay per view. So yeah, um, so yeah, so uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, in my opinion, I, I was also quite underwhelmed with it. I just thought, yeah. You know, and I, I was critical of the fact that, you know, we constantly have um, tag team matches and stuff closing out the show every week on Raw <laughs> at the minute. So it's, you know... Yeah, but again, got, it's, it's, like that thing, isn't it? it's like we're trying to be fair. And if it's something I'd be critical of WWE for, similar to yourself with the tag team elements, then we can only... It's only fair to raise it here. And I think you gave me a statistic the other day, slightly unrelated, of the amount of rematches WWE have compared <laughs> to AEW. So yeah. we know that, that AEW is nowhere near as bad for it. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna come at them as hard as I would WWE, but at the same time, it's it's the same thing that WWE's been guilty of many a times. So we'll call it where we call it. We will. Um, so how Anthony would you rate the show? For me, looking at AW over the week, not including All Out, which is its own segment, um, for just Dynamite and Rampage, I think for me, I'm gonna give it a three. I think it was solid work all round. Um, mm. Considering it was the go home shows to the pay per view. Could have been a bit better, um, so that probably knocked off like a, about a half mark or so. But yeah. um, all in all, three for me. I um, I'm probably going to land on a three as well. I don't mean to agree with you too much here, Carl. But like I was I was leaning towards middle of the road. But at the same time, a lot of the stuff that I didn't like was just because I weren't a fan of that particular story. Like I'm not a fan of like the whole big show and QT thing, so I'm not going to like that at all. That might be yeah. that might be someone else's like brilliant i don't know like i'd love to meet the weirdo who really is really into that feud but it, it obviously does it for someone you know what i mean so like i don't know even the stuff that wasn't working it's not that it didn't fundamentally work or it was anything particularly bad you know it was just that it didn't work for me so uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna avoid middle of the road i'm gonna agree with you on a three okay i'll take that we're very agreeable today um I'm just and the- good because of stuff like this <laughs> Yeah, stuff like that, um, which is the old shite we just spoke about. Um, but other than that, um, <laughs> so the last thing to talk about, um, just what else was happening in the yeah, world you don't of really wrestling. Get it's this stuff right here. Oh, yeah, Moxley. What a cunt. Um, <laughs> but no, so obviously the only other thing to talk about um, this week that happened in the other uh, promotions in wrestling is GCW um, had another show the past week, Matt Cardona. Um, set up an open challenge for his GCW world title um, and it was answered by Frank the Clown um, to which the fans went absolutely apeshit, they were fuming um, except it then turns out that it wasn't actually going to be Frank the Clown and there was a certain uh, a certain group of masked people, uh, masked people uh, one of which was John Moxley who unmasked himself and beat the shit out of Cardona and became our new GCW world champion. So, yeah, um, that in itself is a fucking, it's a big moment. You know, I'm a bit bittersweet about it. I think Cardona has done some fantastic work for GCW, I, um, proper heel work. Um, is it too soon? Maybe. Well, I, I don't, are they done? Because he kind of like he's he's been again he's been doing I was a bit disappointed because I think he lost the title too soon but even after the fact he's been working this Sutton shock and he was being he's been calling it uh, I can't remember what city he was in so I do apologise but he's been calling it a screw job similar to the Montreal screw job um, and he's been he's really been playing this up that he's been robbed and again 
just doing some fantastic work. This is the best I've ever seen Matt Cardona, to be honest with you. They showed you how hampered he was. I was worried when he came to AEW for a little bit. I was like, okay, maybe WWE weren't holding him back. Uh, but no, like the work he's been doing lately, he's he's fucking ace. And um, I feel like there's probably going to be a culmination to this where they're going to have a rematch of some sort. Um, but yeah, for me, I would argue that he probably did lose the title too soon. I mm. love the, the heat he was building, I love the work he was doing with it. So um, we'll see where he goes because, as I say, he's still still working everyone. So be interested. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, I've said before, if you get over in one place, you can get over anywhere. So I think Cardona is over and has been doing some fantastic work. So, yeah, shame. Obviously, he's only just had his, uh, his new belt created. Um, to piss the fans off with the spinner and everything like you know, <laughs> wonderful um so yeah it does feel a bit premature um it seems like we're going to get moxley versus gage uh, for the title next so i don't know whether that means that we might just see another quick uh, changeover and gage gets it back and then it's like cardona gage too um who knows but yeah um mm. you know interesting or are we going to see a, a bit of a change on on gage and he's going to He's gonna screw Moxley over inside with uh, Cardona in a, in a shock twist. That know. people would stab him probably, which he he'd probably. <laughs> he'd, I mean, knowing Nick Gage, he probably loved that shit anyway. So maybe that is the reason he wants to do it. But yeah, I can't see that happening. I think they would riot. But you know, it's exciting and it's unpredictable and it makes you want to know what's gonna happen next. And that's all you can want from any wrestling. So be it hardcore, be it the main the main stuff. So yeah, all in all. Um, a decent week in wrestling. It's only going to get better, which it did do, and we'll be talking about that as we talk about AEW's all-out pay-per-view. Um, but yeah, another week in wrestling, Anthony. Another week. An another agreeable week. Build week in wrestling. Um, so guys, join us. Join us shortly, and we'll be discussing the fallout from All Out. Yes, we will. Um, and we'll be back from our old-school outro. Let's, let's, you know, let's play it back. Let's play it back, boy. We'll be back after these. You're watching or listening to A to the K. 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 These guys are awesome. Check it out. Check it out. Change your life. You'll be thanking me later.